You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. Well, I can't say if it's Mitzvah Shabbos Kodesh. I can't say if it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, because it's actually in midweek. And because of our scheduling and because of our editing process that takes place in Eretz Yisrael, uh, we aren't able to turn things over as quickly as we used to. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, because we're trying to upgrade everything in our programming, I'm appealing to all of you <coughs> to consider donating to uh, the Shiva of Newark podcast. It has been free free service for so many years, four years, close to 5,000 episodes, including many of Rizcha Daraisa that you can always just enjoy and go to <coughs> the Met site of the program and to the search bar and put in the words R-I-S-C-H-A and you'll get everything that we have spoken about in Rizcha. Now, I'm going to drop an episode here in case save you that effort since although it's not technically summer, summer is on its way and although there is an episode that Rabbi Bechafer and I have recorded which should be dropping by Arab Shabbos, I figured here now in midweek we would drop this episode that would make you think about summer and think about how you could use your summer vacation intelligently. It was from a couple of years ago, so there are some references that seem dated. Also, I noticed when listening to some of it that the banter and back and forth between Rabbi Yosef and I is on the juvenile side, um, and perhaps we've altered that in some way, and maybe we just uh, keep on doing it just in a different format. But no apologies necessary. Here it is again, the re-release of recharging intelligently, making the most of your summer vacation. I hope you will enjoy it. If if it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Diaraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. I don't even know why I have to say that, because you, you can hear that in the beginning. But Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechoffer, you do need to know, is here. Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechoffer the Saratator himself. Before we start, because our topic is really relevant to our sponsor, because we're going to be speaking today, I think, about what most people are dying to do. They've, they've, they're so sick of COVID. Now the, the, the weather has become warmer. Schools are about to uh, go into uh, summer mode. Therefore, people are going on their vacations. I want to talk a little bit about vacations. And of course, if you are going on vacation and you are uh, planning on traveling, there's nothing better to put into that ice chest than something from the king of kosher provisions, Abels and Hyman. Let me read you something here before we start. You know, um, Nibble Magazine, which is considered one of the great webzines about all types of specialty foods, they highlighted um, A&H. And again, they're not a, a Jewish magazine. But they highlighted A and H and for the quality, and it actually, and it's not unusual. Uh, many, many uh, magazines and other uh, com- uh, people judge the A and H sausage and hot dog to be excellent. Anyway, I just want to read you what it says here before we start. A and H Abels and Hyman is an old world style producer of top quality kosher processed meats, corned beef, hot dogs, pastrami, salami. The products are made from recipes brought from Austria to New York City, founded in 1954 by an uncle and his nephew. The small company prospered, 
Decades later, when the founders planned to retire, they didn't want to sell to a large corporation that might seek higher profits by changing the quality of the ingredients and the manufacturing process. So the company remains privately owned and the quality is still the highest. And I can tell you that is very, very true. Um, There isn't a sense here of a big corporation trying to cut corners. The greatest quality meat and it really comes out, and as I said, a, a much more than a cut above of your typical uh, kosher provision. So, as I say, tachlis akashras, betachlis atam, and by real good people. So you're not only uh, getting a great product, but you're also supporting a smallish company that's run in a family style. And I always thank them for giving me this chance uh, to have the time to talk to you as I am also manning the phones to make sure there isn't any kashras emergency. Rabbi Yosef, let's talk about vacations. Uh, I know that you're, you're, you're quite a, a traveler yourself, I know, right? You're a person that uh, enjoys uh, traveling around, right? You've, I, I've, seen, I've seen pictures that you've posted from all over the place, correct? Well, I don't all over the place. I don't travel much abroad, mostly between here and Detroit. Um, so, um, but... Um, it's thundering here in the background. I don't know if you have that in New Jersey, but uh, that was a start, peal of thunder. Uh, the um, uh, yeah, I'd say that we spend some time in, the, uh, in various different places each year, in good years. And what about when you're uh, when you're wasn't your um, your daughter in Vancouver? Didn't you go there? Yes, unfortunately, not in a while, and now she's moving to Orlando. Every place she goes is a vacation spot for daddy to show up, right? Well, I'm thinking of having my 60th birthday in Harry Potter World. Where is that, in Orlando? Yeah. Maybe they can, maybe there's some spell that can make you disappear forever. I don't know. Is that possible? (laughs) I think you should put in a request. Maybe they could turn you, maybe Gryffindor can turn you into some some different thing. What? Turn me into a toad. Well, maybe just a different type of human being that's less <laughs> annoying. I don't know. I'm not sure. Listen, you know, Voldemort and others, you know, I'm sure that they'll be happy to for you to join their great pantheon. Harry Potter world itself. Yeah, I don't know much about it. My kids are all maybe in a minute. Um, but let me ask you something. You know, uh, one thing I've noticed in the pictures that you've shown, and, you know, I know that you're somewhat photogenic. Is you, you take your rabbits in with you, right? It's the rabbits and it's the family, right? Usually, it blows together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I want to uh, go with this. Um, you know, Rav Chaim Kanievsky writes that, you know, w- when he takes his vacation, of course, in Eretz Yisrael, let, let's just set the, the scene here. In Eretz Yisrael, in the Oyelama Yeshivas, the vacation time for the Bnei Teir, if there really is one, really has to wait till after Tisha B'Av, uh, way deep into the heat of the summer. Um, and... Uh, Rav Chaim also used to go, and, and his children talk about his visits to the beaches, and Rav Chaim would say he would go and learn a different sugya, that being in a different environment, <laughs> he'd have to take a, 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 a many suitcases full of svarim. I do the same thing, except I don't learn them. I just take them, you know, pack them with me. But I also schlepped tremendous amount of svarim with me when I went. But Rav Chaim would take svarim and learn a different Indian, learn a different sugya. And the fact that he was in a different spot allowed him a little, perhaps a different area to think about. And I think that's what many B'nai Teira enjoy, uh, right? It's not necessarily uh, the excitement of, uh, of getting in the canoe or going in the falls. It's really, uh, it, it's moving away 
from the norm. It depends on the age. You understand that, right? Yeshiva Bakr was going on at Tiwa, was going on at Tiwa, right? They're once they're, they're once they're rebuilty uh, uh, then of course, what are they going to do? They'll stay. Well, I'm to, well you're right. The built Yechayles, though, it comes in two strands. One of them is the ball and chain of your rabbits, right? right? Because that's one thing. You can't do the Vildkite that you used to do. Right. The second thing, of course, is you're old. And this is really what I wanted to talk about. I understand the idea, you know, of shoring up the relationship, perhaps, especially if young, if young B'nai Teir, which we were at one time, it's important is because you, you're so faranumen, you need time to get away with your wife. You need time to to sort of like rediscover the 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 romance if there was any there or to create sparks or to at least to show you know this type of uh, connectivity of course when you got a bunch of kids uh in the back seat and stuff falling off your car because the bungee cords aren't tied properly it doesn't necessarily lend itself to uh something that's romantic or exciting but i was talking really about let's talk about people our age let's talk about Rechaim kanievsky when he was talking about do you think it makes sense um, when you reach a certain tkufa? Yeah, you know what? And I, I know this from my mechutanim. My, 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 my son's mother-in-law takes vacations by herself. She goes with a group of Israeli women to various spots in Europe and other places. And my son's shver, he sits and learns. And his vacation is either, a, 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 you know, whatever it is, a couple of days to take his farm. I don't know what he does exactly, but this is really where I was going for the, the purpose of of the time off, um, and it's and it's clearly necessary. No one's going to deny that you need to to have that break. But can you do you think it's crucial that it should be together with your suguroscha? <laughs> I say suguroscha. I don't know. It's just a Freudian slip because it's Miloshin, right? <laughs> it's not only by Yisker as a boser tachdena, but it also keeps you closed, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now nowadays when everything is uh on computer so therefore even if you're together you can be uh, uh separate for much of the day and doing your own work and being uh she can be doing her work you can do your work and uh just the change of uh an environment the change of scenery is also something in and of itself so the uh idea of uh vacation it doesn't necessarily have to be vacation in the sense that one spends the time by the pool. I don't think either one of us would be spending all day by the pool lounging with a good drink. You know, that doesn't say, I, 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 maybe you could enjoy it. You're from the South, mint juleps. I don't know. Well, but, you, know, uh, no, no, you know, I think there are people that know how we look. And I think if, we, if either of us spend too much time by the pool, there's, yeah. there's, there's, it's going to happen. There's a bunch of red tomatoes yeah. that... Uh, so, aren't going to be so appetizing. So, so yeah. I don't spend, but I, 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 I do enjoy, I do do indoor swimming. I think that is something very important. Well, Baruch Hashem, my son who uh, lives in Pomona has a pool. So now I have uh, access. Uh-huh. Um, so the, um, but in any event, so I think watch that- out for, uh, Watch out for Bechoffer's cannonballs. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that- um, yeah. You know, Noah Weinberg on one of his uh, Lakewood tapes, he says that the American ideal of paradise is lying on a beach in Hawaii with a tall drink and in a state just between sleep and wakefulness. Because if you're asleep, you won't have the Noah. And if you're awake, you're not having the Noah. So you have to be mummish in that state, of con- like suspend- a suspended animation for hours on end, and that's American paradise. So, um, 
I don't think that that actually is something which appeals to Bnei Torah in any way, shape, or form, because Bnei Torah, uh, So therefore, either uh, one is active uh, in doing something physical, one is active in doing something mental, one is active in doing something, but not, as we said on this program earlier that last time, or Pesach went shooting for the first time, right? It was a big, uh, big activity. So the uh, but uh, yeah, but, but, but wouldn't it be great? Look, I you, you know we have all the pictures of the Kedeli Yisrael uh, from the early part of the 20th century and maybe the latter part of the 19th century, and they're all in modern Bad or whatever Bad they were at, right? And it, it, it's it's a schluss really that that we have those because many of these Kedeli Yisrael are unknown; they're tourists upon them. But we see them walking, we see them uh, meeting there. It was a place, I guess, to talk about the Inyonim Ayoim. It was also a place for them to, to, to bathe their, their bodies that had been, uh, I guess, in, in a sense, uh, gone through the mill of a, of, a, of, a, of a whole year of learning and being bent over a safer. Here they had a chance to perhaps cure themselves in the mineral baths. But I, what, what, do you think they took their rebutsons with them? I don't know. I don't think so. We have no way of knowing for the pictures, do we? I'm saying they're all a bunch of men just out together, right? You know, you never see, you know, as beautiful as they say about Rishon Mazalman's, you know, parting words to his wife that he has nothing to be to ask Mechila for, and, and it was somehow some people overheard that. You know, we 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 have gemaras about Rav and the problems he had, you know, in terms of his Shalom bias. Uh, to me, you know, is is it wrong to try to bu- bust that bubble? Maybe we should, yeah. Let's, let's look. If 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 you are of a certain age, go. There should be like, yeah, uh, it should be the old yeshiva like sort of a yarchikala slash time to hang out. Um, go to some place, yeah, a little bit of an event to take your mind off, but then sit around in a shaded area or in a cool area, speak and learning with people you don't know, talk. Doesn't that sound like a, you know, and then and, and there's a beautiful mountain or landscape or incredible uh, lapping waters of a lake nearby. Doesn't that sound like a tremendous thing to do? Yeah, but I think I think back then, actually, I don't I think their summers were much were actually longer than our than the Shibisha summers. I, I, I don't have any definitive proof, but I think that, you know, they they much they did not start Rosh Chodesh Elul, right? And did not end Tisha B'Av. And they went uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to the forest, to the dacha, for longer than uh, we, we would be able to do in the yeshivish environment today. Um, and it's possible that uh, part of the time they did have their wives there. It's possible part of they didn't have their wives there. But certainly the reason why they went to Marienbad, which is, you know, middle of, uh, uh, very inconvenient, I'm sure, if you were in, uh, you know, Hungary or, or Romania, is because that's they actually did believe in the baths. Right, right. That's they were understood to be. But, uh, I mean, nowadays, I don't know if anybody believes in this anymore. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I used to visit, you know, I'm from the South, and of course, I used to visit Hot Springs, uh, which is in the Ozarks. And they, the, in the shul there, they're very proud of the fact that Moshe Feinstein came there uh, to use the baths there, the mineral baths. Um, and I know it was there for medicinal reasons, but it was more than it, the getting away, I think, was something as well. The getting away from where they had been. The chance, the excitement, really, of meeting some other G'dayli Yisrael that they wouldn't have a chance to meet with. Uh, it wasn't just, oh, you're here too. I, I think it turned into, and again, I don't know for sure, and I'm sure there's uh, people, uh, historians and others, that can maybe talk about this in a more intelligent fashion. But I, I think that this was a, a, a simon to me that 
You know, it's, it's great to schmooze with people who do what you do. Now, if, if we assume somebody is, 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 is living in Leona, and he's, he's a machabras farm, he's a reshkail, he's a basic, he's a diet, does he want to spend, um, you know, two, three weeks, you know, you know with Viter with his rabbits? <laughs> Boy, know? I hope you don't get your strong bias moved by this program. <laughs> you keep coming back to this, uh, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying, you put it this way, you work, let me say it better. You work on Shalom Bayus throughout the year. Throughout the year, of course, you, you you make sure to wash the dishes. You make sure to take the clothes. Yeah, but they actually, come on, give me a break. These were, these were first of all, I'm sure the, the, the Litvaks took their wives because who else is going to have, who else is going to arrange things for them? And the Hasidim, they probably didn't take their wives, but they had a retinue of, of hundreds of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I know hundreds back then, to dozens of followers and Shamoshim. So you want to go, Kimilevich would like to go and be a Godel, right? You want to be a Godel and go cook your own meals? Nobody's going to be Mishamish, right? Look, you know what? I don't Even need... is not going to be able to provide you with ready-made provisions, which you're going to be able to enjoy day in, day out on your vacation. All I need is an ice chest. All I need yeah. is an ice chest. You know what? Abel's is so good, you don't even have to warm it up. <laughs> yeah, so, it's true. It's true. Many of, many, of, many, of their, uh, many of their sausages you can take straight from the package, and it's better than filet mignon sometimes. But... <laughs> Well, say that neither of us ever had from Le Mignon, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. I just came up. What am I supposed yeah. to say? It's better well, than anyway. The point is like this. In other words, you are you're thinking of you're dreaming of a time in which I shouldn't say you're dreaming of a time. You're dreaming of a stature of It ain't you, it ain't me. Nobody's gonna take us and be mashamish us on on in a, in a dacha. Nobody's going to cook our meals. Nobody's going to clean our toilets. Nobody's going to do all these things. Yeah, you know what? Done. You, you got me. You, you got me wrong. I, I'm I, I'm at heart the same slob yeshiva guy I always was. I can I can like I said, open up a can of tuna. I don't care. But the thought of being yeah, the Satma Rebbe is going to be walking around with his silver cane and all the people following him behind him, the hundreds of people following, and he's going to be you know walking down the path and. And enjoying himself, and you're going to come up to them and start talking and learning, they'll kick you out. Okay, so what I'm saying is, of course, not that uh, I'm looking forward to exactly. What I'm saying is like this I think that the idea we need breaks, and I think it should not be considered verboten for the idea this, the same way my, 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 my son's mother in law, here's a trip. There should be trips for, there should be vacations for Benetera of a certain vintage they can you can hang out together it's 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 it's, it's without necessarily uh trumpeting a a, a cause or a deer shoe cause or a, or 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 an art scroll cause it's just a chance to get away from where you are to be able to be with people that are involved all half of Marienbad was it was goyish you're not allowed to wear you weren't allowed to wear yarmulke there the story about rabbi rabbi brings down but you so smart in the the Marash Lubavitch meeting, and the Mar they you know, maybe they have a couple of stories in there about the two of them meeting in, in the baths, and um, you know, where the Marash is riding in his riding in his wagon in his carriage, and he invites Rabbi Sol in. Rabbi Sol doesn't want to come in, and when Marash says, um, "Don't worry, it's checked for shotness. The seats don't have shotness in them," and Rabbi Sol just smiles and walks on. And obviously, he missed the according to the understanding of the story that. Uh, Marash did not that the issue of the, the carriage was Gaiva, 
not uh, not Shatnis. And uh, you know that, and that, but Ramrash also told him that the, you know like, how was he saw the problem of not cover, of, of going uncovered. He has a toupee he wears, especially Marian body. Uh-huh. So the um, so they the whole hop of getting away there was that they were in a place which was not Jewish and not sponsored, like you say, by arts, by Jews, by this, that, the other thing, right? They had to raise the money themselves, which I'm sure for the list was a problem for sure for the list. I know there was there was an, there were there was other uh, seaside cities that had a very stark uh, um, uh, Jewish presence, and there were Jewish baths that they had and Jewish I, restaurants. I don't think so. I say don't. I think that the whole idea was they went. Into one one, one of the Bamberger's was a rov in such a place. They're not. You're talking about uh, the place where the Aguda was founded. The Zecher um, Simcha. I think the Zecher Simcha. No, the, the, the place where that um, one of the Bombergers was a rov in one of these uh, uh, vacation towns. Let's see if it's like Isaac Alevi the rov. Bad something rather. You're talking about the Darius Harishayim? Yeah. He, he, he had a rabbonus for a while. Yeah, so again, I think a little research that we did on the pause shows that it actually was a city that, that you're correct, the Darius Harishayim. Was a rov there, and I think one of the Bombergers was also. I think the Zecher, I think one of the the mishpach of of Rav Zelik ben Bamberger. and I think it was a town in Germany that people came because of the mineral springs, and there was quite a Yiddish tzushtan uh, there on uh, during during uh, the summer period, and they were able to really have a Yiddish zach. I actually want to now go the opposite direction. Um, what do you? What would you say? I know that you enjoyed when you were able to go out in the West. There are people who um, feel that if they are taking a vacation, and I've seen some sifrei psak about this, that if you are taking a vacation, you need, if you can, to go to a place where you can find a minion. You need to go to a place where there's other, you know, where it's possible to get all the the amenities that you can live. This, you know, in terms of being medayik on on on, on zamanitvil and everything else. Well. And um, I don't know if I agree with that. And I've, I've heard Pisgah. You know what? Out. Now you're going to accuse me of being like woke and evolved and all those nasty terms used for me off air. Rabbi say it's not as bad as I'm being out, but he has used terms like that to describe me. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, you, you, don't want, you don't want to be called woke? It's always the right when it's used by prim Jews, it's derogatory. It's used by most people nowadays, it's derogatory. Why would I want to have a derogatory? Appalachian. So stop, stop being so woke. And, and people... I, don't, I don't even know what woke means. What does woke mean? Okay, you know Why what? Woke, you know what? When we have our uh, our program where we answer questions from listeners, then we will we will stoke your woke uh, body over the fire. But at this point, yeah. So go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so until COVID, I was take always to go a place where there was a million, even to outlandish extents. Um, in the past, uh, when, which I think is Narish, I think it's Narish. So now I've now I've uh, as a result of COVID, I've broken. Look, that a person has a. I, I've seen the the, get, the Gemara speaks, of course, about about traveling four mil ahead of you if you know there's a mokum tefila. It's machlekes, of course, in the Rishonim. What the Gemara is talking about, the tilas yadayim or a mokum of tefila. But if you've decided to go in a totally different direction and a place where there are no minyanim, you can go to those places. Yeah, I know but... I have seen Sifrei Halacha that said, if you have a choice, if a person decides, I, I, I need to go in the Carpathian Mountains, I've got to get away. I've got to get away. I, the, the pressure. 
In other words, the opposite phenomenon. There's one person who says, you know what? I want to, I'm, I'm operating by myself. Let me go for two weeks and meet a bunch of yeshiva chever and Olin and Rabbonim. Then there's the opposite feeling, which is I'm on so often. I, I get shyless all the time. I want to take a couple of weeks off where I, nobody sees me, where I don't have to be involved with the Yiddish people at all. Um, and, uh, and, and even though that means I'll be davening b'yichidus and other things, no, no. So now you're on my side because of COVID or because of other reasons? Now COVID. COVID broke me. Well, because you're afraid of infection? No, because I till till this year for the first fifty some odd years of my adult life, whatever it is, since um, I was mocked to hear laning every week in shul. I know, I know. In you to be that if we miss one laning, you miss the entire year, okay. and. Uh, since uh, COVID, when COVID started, that broke. And once it broke, and uh, I started lying then on the Shita of the Ravon, Shita of the Ravon, is that the Shnayim Mikov Echad Targum was put into place for cases in which you can't get the Shul, which is a Kiddush, but the Ravon is one of my favorite Shnayim, so um, you're going to say... Yeah, you've gone, you've, gone, you've gone through the whole Sefer Ravon. Oh, I just like when it has... I like, whenever I look him up, I like... I, yeah, I, I know what you're I knew you were going to make fun of me for that. And now he like, like, say something like, because the Ravon is offbeat, you like it, or something with that effect. Go ahead. The, the, enjoy so yourself. I, I enjoy myself because I was Harusas with you. And I remember you like zeroing in on the on the strange little mole that the Rishon has. You're not interested in doing a comprehensive uh, heck if of, of where the region is at. If there's something there which you can turn into fodder, you're jumping all over it. But okay, good. That must but, be part of my wokenness somehow. That was like a precursor of wokenness. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, you know I, I'll give you the rid because the rid consistent, Rabbi Shai consistently uh, surprises. So yes. I'll give you that. Yes. I'll give you that. And I'll, maybe we can throw in the Shiboli Aleket as well. Okay. You can well have I not so with, but in any event. Should be because you're getting old. But anyway, the, the, so the so bottom line you're, is. So you're Saimachan the Ravon now, you know, so now you, so you do the Shnaya Mikra instead. Okay. And I go to now I go back back in school, of course. But uh, the, having broken the pattern, then I realized okay. that. All right, look, you that, know, I, I'm I'm glad to hear your rabbinic uh, scholarly justifications. I but I, but there's another halachic issue, and the halachic issue is again, um, you know, I I argued with my uh, my nephew, uh, my he married my niece, and he's got another podcast, and I actually import him on our. Um, on our platform as well, Rabbi Koretsky, Ari Koretsky, right when he got married, he said, look, I, I, we're, we're traveling and we've got to make it to the next city with a minion. And we're going to go, instead of taking Route 80, we're going to take Route 90 so we can go to Cleveland because in Cleveland, there's a minion. I said, Ma pitom, you don't have to do that. Uh, so not- I, so I, when, I was a, when I was a youngster, I was like him. I made sure always to stop between the, uh, Detroit and in New York and Youngstown, Ohio, because Youngstown, Ohio had me on him. Well, so I uh, okay. should be the time, my uh, my times. Right, and I think I think that's OCD, Narishkeit, and and because the, the truth is, is that it, as we know from the Gemara, if it's a tear, it's not a nice thing to say about your nephew. Excuse me. I hope you're mishabach him and tell him that it's Ashrov the Teiflo that he's. Somebody told him. Did you tell him? Did you praise him for this? What for his his Hanoga of being mocked of finding the minyan? Yes, yes. 
Gee, you shouldn't be an old, over-the-hill fogey like you who doesn't care about these things. You know what? I should have a table at this age. You should be he's already, into that. He's already over 40, but it's a mania. The, the point is, this over was when he first got... Over 40 is the new 20. Right, but yes, but when he was... At, when, I remember when, 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 um, they, when, when he was just a young fellow traveling. The point is, is that there's a mania to make the minion. Oh, and, and it turns into... Uh, it turns into a way almost as crazy as the Israelis have. So we've got to make it to Yellowstone and we've got to make it to the Grand Canyon. and We've got to make it to all these spots. The truth is, is that when you're on vacation, this is a, a rishus that you have to be monotic yourself. And now I want to tell you an interesting psaac, that, that, a question at least, and I'll tell you what Rabbi David Cohen said. So a young man came to Rabbi David Cohen and said, Lamaisa, the whole iser. I just want to reiterate this. I'm not going to let you go on this. You are... Uh, you're, this is the um, hanhaga of the non-woke, that they can't appreciate other people's unique forms of Avedis Hashem. In other words, this correct, your your nephew is Avedis Hashem in his own way. And you're great. I love him. I love him. He's one of my yeah, favorite you, you people. Know, you're the, uh, the old curmudgeonly uncle who comes along and says, bleh, bleh, bleh. You know, you'll, you'll outgrow this. Don't worry. Okay. I, I, I don't know if he's outgrown it or not, but I think he understands that um, the truth is, again, to anchor, there's, you have to look at in the big halachic picture. The big halachic picture is the Rabbi gives us a rot, gives us the ability, and, th- and this is what you want to do. And if you understand that this is what you're just like, you wrote the article about Shemir Psoyim, about the person's uh, decision to go into such a spot. A person can make a decision that he wants to go to that spot. And there is no minion for 90 miles or no Jew around. He has a right to make that decision. I have a home like that. I do. I have a home like they say, Rosh Zaman, when he, re- they wanted, he wanted to rewrite the, the Shev Shmeitzah, the Shev Shmeitzah, Shev Shmeitzah, some Gvir, I forgot who it is. Gave him his uh, his his apartment somewhere uh, I don't know where it was in as well maybe another part of the shoreline but uh, and he's and he closed himself up there for whatever amount of time that's what they say and I, I assume probably like many because of Shlomo but he uh, and worked you know, on his chef Schmeitzer. I would love for somebody to sponsor me to leave everything behind and go uh, somewhere. And write my uh, write a parish on you shall me. Parish on you shall me. Yes, this is second second, second week second week in a row. I hope it's yeah okay. Remember that. Let me write another safer. I'll write another safer. If you find me, something I, I told you I'm ready. I I'm, retreat. I'll tell you what. I'll even go to retreat together with you. And, we and, cannot and, talk to each other. We'll just be in the eating abolish. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in the Abel's Abel's corner. You can be in the Hyman corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I one thing I will tell you. Um, yeah, is that, uh, uh, by the way, it's a very, they say about, you know, the Gilyonis for Baruch Tam on the Neide Behuda is very bavust. You know, he has a lot of Lomdesha Horus on the Neide Behuda. They say when the Neide Behuda came out, he took, the Baruch Tam took the Sefer and he went up to his room. And I think it was for a week he didn't come out. Maybe he went there, right? So this idea of, of his bindiness and 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 as we know is 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 it's not it's not meta halacha. It's really part of, of of understanding what a human being is about. I want to talk about um uh one last Indian today. So sort of like you know, mixing uh both 
things that we were talking about. I, I mentioned about taking separate vacations, and I saw that it should be considered a, an option that's not considered a, a terrible betrayal of Shalom bias. You, you, on the other hand, feel that if such a thing is promoted, it's going, it's, it's going to be a terrible thing. I think you're just scared of your wife, but okay. Um, no, I just, I, what's the... Yes. I you are... you, nobody's, going, I, I, nobody's going to burn... Whatever. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yes, look. Uh, Let's assume I'm a friend my wife. Let's go. We'll stipulate yeah. that. Go I on. don't even have to assume it. I know it. Okay. Now, which is fine. She, you know, you, she is a Isha Shuva Moed, and there should be somebody you listen to. Okay. So that's... <laughs> okay. So that's number one. Number two. I want you to tell you... You that... do this kind of stuff when you have that guy on your program, Oisha <laughs> I, I bet many... you don't. I have many guys. You know, why don't you listen to some of the other interviews? I don't want to listen to you, Saish. I'm just asking how you treat him when he comes you out of your program. Listen. You know what? You are not the only horse in the stable. The, the Kivalevich stable has many, many people that we know. No interview. doubt. I'm just asking how you treat them. So listen to it. You should listen to it and you'll find out. Okay. okay. Now, here's the thing. Um, Reb David Cohen was once asked uh, this, Shiloh. Uh, 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 a young couple was going out. Uh, to vacation in a spot, and they knew there was not going to be any eat. So even though there's a halacha that you can't, a, a woman cannot reveal parts of her body that are, that she normally covers because the mikshol of being goyim hearer. But if you know that it's mamish full of goyim, then maybe she could uh, she could literally, you know, loosen her dress style in those vacation spots. That was a shayla that was asked to Rav David Cohen. Now, if the, if you were asked that question, what would you say? I actually was asked that question this this, this week. Okay. Tell you exactly. I'll read so, what did you week. answer this I'll week? Read the question. Read the end of the question. You will read it. It's even more significant. Let's see. Yeah, no, no, listen, Baruch Hashem, I get significant correspondence, which you happen not to get. Don't be too jealous. I also get, you know what, I answered four Shilas already, and, and even uh, before we started recording, somebody called me up for a Shilas. So don't start talking about how uh, everybody's coming to you to, to get the Piske Alocha for the Kuala <laughs> Yisrael. Go ahead. So um, this, um, she wrote, this woman wrote me. Um, yes. Okay, I, I'm going to pause here because yeah, you're fumbling here. Uh, oh. Okay, yes, let's hear the Shiloh and the answer of... Uh, the case arose just yesterday. A friend of mine who lost her father-in-law and her grandmother call, uh, grandmother-in-law called me. She hasn't been doing well for years. Her marriage has been unstable and difficult for a long time, maybe ever since I met them. She told me that she's having, uh, having enough, both of her marriage and all the restrictions that weigh on her through Allah. That this summer she'll be... She'll, be swimming with her three kids in mixed pools. She doesn't care about Tzniyas anymore. Here, there are no women-only pools or even just time slots. And the pools forbid any other outfit other than the standard bathing suit. I told her she was 100% right and I, that I wish I would go, could go with her. You would have told her otherwise? No, that's also No matter how close to divorce you are, cover your hair in the pool. Okay, she writes, to be clear, I, I would not do that. Uh, so this is this is a woman. This is uh, this is a woman telling you about a Shiloh that she got. Her friend, she, yeah. Okay. Uh, her friend didn't ask her Shiloh. She told her as a statement. It's, then she writes, "It's not even about wishing to be unsanua. We never feel the wind in our hair or fresh water on our skin. I'm okay giving up on that kind of thing, but she's super tactile and sensitive. She needs it. So, um, you know, I suggested." Uh, 
Um, I suggested the his bathing suits. This woman did not want to. Um, and, and, and we, let's be macro, let's be macrotope to our Muslim cousins because they have a they have a large um, uh, phenomena of of sneeze type of swimming. yeah. But those the, 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 there, there, there are many Jewish lines of there are Jewish lines of uh, sneeze stick bathing suits, not necessarily Arab ones. Okay. Uh, so I, I didn't answer directly, but I basically said to her because it wasn't really a Shiloh. she wasn't asking. But uh, you know, obviously we have this concept of. Uh, if there's a person really feels that their mental health is unstable, then but if you have a person, I would if you had a person who is um, on a madrega, not that they can overcome it. Obviously, that's better. What would David Cohen say? Okay, so it's a little bit of a different because here we're talking about basically been you know from chevra. So Reb David said to the person, "You're right. In halacha, there is no problem of of histaklus." Um, oh, by the way, the women, the girls who make presentations, you know, plays and stuff, they all rely on that because they always have stagehands. They stay by the day as long as stagehands are goyim, it's not a problem. Yeah, so there's takish. You're right that if it's only goyim around, there's no problem of histaklus. Because whether whatever your goyrim here hurim, but he says if you're going to take this far, you know, why go dressed at all? Maybe go nude. That's what Reb David said, right? It should be the same thing, right? <laughs> so, funny. however, I, I'm not the cover of Reb David said that. Okay, because the difference is so obvious. Come on. So I, so to me, one of the things I think he said afterwards was that it's not the type of thing you want a habit you want to get into. However, I would want to argue a little bit the other way. Um, I think that, you know, you know as well as I do that our, you know, the Aishas Chayos that, that, that support us, that, that put up with us, we know the burden of, of, of Frumkite many times is extremely large in terms of, like you say, not being able, I'm not talking about necessarily wearing a bikini. I'm talking about uh, uncovering your hair or something like that. Um, and I think that there's probably a tremendous welcome to be moderate 100 percent, especially if, if you're going, you know, if you're if you're going to a mokum that it's it's klar with a roiv gomer shen kamayo, there are no yidin over there. I think that uh, that there would be nothing wrong with letting this. Uh, I would I would disagree. I think the mida of sneers in and of itself is an important mida, and uh, regardless of whether. Um, uh, a person uh, is in the presence of others. We know that not just with other people. Right, look, it's definitely a simon brocha like the Gemara that we had in, uh, about the in the Dafyemi recently, of course, about uh, that uh, by the Koyen Godel's mother who uh, never allowed the Kairos Besa to see her hair uncovered. Yeah, yeah. right. That's, that's something else. Right. But you know, nowadays, okay, well, let's let's the, the, talk a little canos once you brought that up. Nowadays, our place came, I just somebody just sent me a, a, a record, a snippet from a Rebutzel Berkowitz in Yushalayim about. I, I was in Yeshiva with him, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, so, a very nice snippet, but it's, it's sort of sad that actually the, yeah, common sense is so rare. Now there's a big canos, uh, like a, uh, what's the word, um, crusade against lace top shaitles. 
Now, I'm yes, I've heard sh- about that. Yeah, I've heard about it. I'm not what the face top shaitel is. Evidently, it's like instead of having some, the mesh underneath the hair is very light or something in, like in that. In other words, basically, when you look at it, it looks as if it's the hairline. Yeah. In other words, it's, a, it's, it's an artificial hairline. So it actually, it does even a better job uh, promoting the illusion that this is the woman's hair. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so as he said, you know, he said, listen, if you wanted to make them for protest years ago when they came out with the first human hair shatels, that'd be one thing. But at this point, obviously, you've accepted the standard that covering one's hair with something, for the most part, covering one's hair with a shatel, and even a shatel which looks reasonably nice, is okay because you're fulfilling the letter of the law. And there's no din. A woman has to look in public like she's married, right? There's still not a look like that, he said. And so he says, why are they focusing on this? What are they getting? What is the point of this whole crusade? So, you know, I agree with you to a certain extent that we, uh, you know, obviously any any time something goes wrong, so we like blaming the women and we like coming down on the women. But and uh, anytime something goes right, we're afraid that the women are going to get out of hand. Not me, not us. I would tell you that um, a person has to operate with the Seichel Ayosha, and obviously uh, being on vacation doesn't mean being, being on vacation from the Rebbeinah Shalom. It doesn't mean that, but as Ezra Chaim said, Ezra Chaim felt energized when he came back, because he was able to think and do things that otherwise be, was difficult, and that made him appreciate where he was the rest of the year. And that's, I think, what it has to be. And I guess on an individual basis, you have to choose. But you shouldn't let, um, uh, whether it's OCD or difficult psalkim, uh strangle you. Because otherwise, the vacation becomes more stress-inducing than, uh, right, right, than it should. Than the people, you need a vacation from that vacation. You're saying good. OCD is definitely an issue. I don't think it's OCD to want to go like to a million everywhere but your you know, OCD would be a problem I agree with yes. that. All right well I, I hope I you know I, I unfortunately you know Abel's needs people every week so I don't know if I'm going to be able to take any large vacations but look let's plan one together okay the next right, we'll see and and you're right maybe we could get somebody to uh to to, to stitz us as we uh as we take the Rizchata cross country who knows <laughs> take care everybody be well Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.